Hey everyone, it's Michael. If you haven't heard, we've just launched the new Union Pro Mentors program where you can take office hours with pro players from top leagues, get world-class coaching, do mindset workshops, have video breakdown sessions, get help with college recruiting, join parent education portals, and so much more all exclusively for goalkeepers. It all launches Monday, October 23rd, so be sure to join Union Premium risk-free to take advantage of all there is to offer. Go to unionsports.com join or the Union GK community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks again for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California. With me in Woodland Hills, California, the one and only 99 World Cup winner, Suskio Weber. And joining us from one of the islands in Hawaii, to be determined which one it is, racing Louisville GK, Olivia Sikani. Uh Liv, I'm not going to lie. I, f- I feel like the reason that you're blurring out everything in the background is because it's like it's way cooler than anything that we got going on. And you're like, you know what? I don't want you guys to be disappointed by the fact I don't need that to like, rub it in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's like dolphins <laughs> no. in the background and like right, oh, palm trees. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Coconuts, all that sort of stuff. Right. Exactly. For, that's exactly the reason. It's definitely not because it's a boring, busy uh, hotel business center. So we'll just go with the dolphins. Yeah, we'll absolutely go with the Dolphins. Um, so but for those of you guys who weren't familiar and everything like that, uh, Liv has been on this kind of this journey with us, you know, for the last, oh, a few years and everything like that, obviously, all the way from the high school game, you know, all the way up to the pro game now. Um, Liv, kind of catch us up before we kind of get into today's topic, which I think is going to be really good. Like, what's going on with you now, now that you've had like your whole first season and everything like that, just kind of reflecting back, how was that experience for you? Yeah, I mean, my rookie season was absolutely incredible. Like, I couldn't have asked for a better team to start with, racing the whole staff. All the players were so, so amazing, um, so welcoming from day one, you know, even though I went in on kind of uncertain ground. If you listen to the previous episodes I've been on, you'll know what a, you'll know what's up. But, uh, yeah, no, everybody was so welcoming, and I feel like I grew so much as a player and a person. Huge shout-out to – Serge Sergio uh, for bringing me in in the first place and then also just working with him day in day in and day out I feel like I grew so so much as a player and I'm you know just it's all, all upside from here and I'm just so excited to to keep moving and keep pushing with this club and just just hang out at more at more business centers and hotels that's honestly exactly that's living the, the dream direct- <laughs> the so, direct now- correlation yeah Oh. Now, Sus was having connection issues, so she'll, she'll be joining us in, in a second right here. Um, but I think, you know, one, one of the really kind of cool things about that is that you, you really were able to create a community of people that were behind you for this journey. And, like, it wasn't like you were just kind of on your own with it. Like, you were you were there, and, like, Serge was there, and then it sounds like, you know, Katie and Hillary and all, all the other goalkeepers, Jordan and stuff, they were all really – supportive of you in this experience so they didn't make you feel like an outsider that came to a camp you know and and then was a non-roster invite and then then even when you got a spot like they welcomed you with open arms absolutely and i mean honestly our goalkeeping core is so so great like it's a it's a difficult dynamic in any environment especially when you get up to you know college and the pros it's highly competitive realistically we're all competing for the same job 
but yeah. at the same time, it was never, yeah, it's never been a hostile environment. And um, like you said, like from day one, everybody was so welcoming and yeah, I never felt like I was being treated differently because I came in as a non-roster invitee. And um, yeah, I think it just, it really went to the character of the whole group. And then also just the fact that we're all there to get better and we're all there to work hard to better the program, better the team. So it was a, it was a great little, little squad and we had a lot of fun training every day. So it was a good time. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's the most important thing is that you guys get along together in that training environment. I think a lot of people forget the fact that being a professional, it's not about the match. Like obviously it's about the matches for the, for the final results, but the the actual process is being in that training environment day in and day out. And so if you're in an environment where you get along with people, everyone's going to be more successful. Absolutely. Everybody's going to just have a way better time. Um, you know, I know personally, like I'm at my best uh, from a performance standpoint and on the pitch when just holistically I'm feeling well and good as a human being. And a big part of that is definitely my tribe and the people that are around me. And you obviously can't always control that, but it's, it's very nice when you have other people that are going out there to try to make it a positive experience because yeah, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a stressful thing inherently and in and of itself to be in that environment every day where you're expected to perform at your best. So um, it's nice to have other people around that are, you know, trying to make it a positive experience to mitigate some of that stress um, and remember why we're there, which is to enjoy it at the end of the day. I mean, Sus, can you hear us now? Yeah, sorry about that. Just some, maybe it's the wind. Who knows? <laughs> oh, those Santa Ana winds going on right now. Um, we were just talking. I was just talking to Liv, and just like you know, a lot of people forget about the fact that like being a pro is really about those grinding day in and day out at training, more so than the matches, more so than going on the tr- on the road trips and all all that. And that if you're really going to make it as, as a pro, you need to learn how to be able to handle those environments and and find a community in those environments where you're going to keep getting better. So, Yeah, absolutely. And you have to learn how to, it's all time management, understanding your body when you're away from the team, when you're away from the field, what you need to do best for yourself. Um, and so every day you have to, to show up at your best. I mean, you can have a bad day, but you know, you never know when your time's going to come. You never want to know when you're going to get called or what's going to happen. So you're not just a pro when you like walk onto the pitch. You are a pro all the time. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I, I love the way, Susk, the way with your USA soccer hat on right there and like live like over, over there. Like it looks like she is a conducting an exit interview with you right now. Like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. She's like nodding oh, yeah. her head. She's like, she's like, you're right. This is I'm attentively I'm listening. On. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let, let's talk about a, a little bit about that before we kind of get into the topic, Liv. Like you made the decision to to go to Hawaii and, and spend a little bit of R&R time there. How important for, for you was that after like a long grueling, because obviously way longer season than college, way longer season than college. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just like by <laughs> just like seven months. Like 100% yeah. <laughs> longer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, in mind. sorry. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just going to say, it was like, I was like, you know, to be able to switch off for a minute and just get a little bit of time to recover. Like, isn't that also really important too? Well, it's, mass- it's massively important. And I think one of the things that I didn't do enough of growing up and throughout my high school and college career was take time for myself. 
because like I said, as I've gotten older, especially I've found that I perform best when I am taking care of myself holistically. Yes. And be taking time to be like, I always say my teammates and I always say like be a normal human being or like a normal person. And like, obviously we are normal people, but it doesn't always feel that way. Cause Saskia's right. Like you're switched on. It's a 24 seven job when you're on the clock, like in season, you're thinking about nutrition. You're thinking about yep. sleep. You're thinking about yeah, recovery, doing all the all the things right to prepare yourself then for those sessions. But at the end of the day, that's only a small portion of your day. Um, it's hard to switch off though. It's like, super hard. <laughs> like, like when you got to Hawaii, <laughs> like, yeah. and just to say, you know, I'm to switch off of training at that level, to thinking at that level, to eating at that level, to everything. It's almost like you feel guilty. Absolutely. To, you feel guilty to switch off and take that holistic time for yourself. It's a really, it's a really weird place to be in your mind. It is. It definitely is. And I think one of the things I'm kind of trying to segment my off season. So like, this is the very obviously beginning part. We just finished. Like I keep, I keep feeling like it was like months ago and it was a few weeks ago that we officially wrapped, but, um, yeah, like this first chunk is kind of my R and R time. Um, yeah, out here in Hawaii, which is nice to be kind of physically removed and be able to unplug a little bit more um, in that sense. And then yeah, and then I'm going in. I'm going to TKI in a few weeks to to get back at it um, a little bit and start kind of tapering back into training. Obviously, I have to get back at it so I don't just sit on my butt all all off season. But um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right though. It is it is tough to switch off and get into that rest and recovery headspace because it's it's very unnatural for me. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, like, when you said you're like, oh, I'm going to go to TKI in a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, is there a TKI Hawaii now? Is this franchising out now? This is. <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah. Let's talk to Jill about that one. TKI I know, Hawaii. Right? That'd be awesome. No. <laughs> Absolutely be, be down with that. Well, actually, that they will be in San Diego, which is kind of like Hawaii, except for, you know, not. Yeah. It's the Hawaii of island. California. Right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. Um. All right, let, let's get into today's, today's topic. And by the way, um, before we kind of do that in regards to like individual development plans, uh, shout out to Liv Sikani. She's a, a new union mentor, pro mentor. Um, she's already been doing some sessions with some people. Uh, Liv, can you explain to us kind of why you decided you wanted to get involved in a program like that and, and, and help out younger players? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, helping out the next generation of players is something that I've always, always, always been passionate about. Um, Ever since, I mean, like high school, I was helping out with the U8 and U9 teams at my club um, just because it brings me a lot of joy on like a personal level and a lot of personal fulfillment um, to help impart, you know, sort of the things that I've learned over the course of my career and, um, you know, go all the experiences that I've gone through. Um, if I can help guide the next generation and help them not have to face some of the obstacles that I've hit on, on the course of my career. Um, then I want to, I want to absolutely do that and advocate for them. And also too, it's just, it's fun to work with people in the community and make those connections um, and really give back because soccer has done so much for me. So um, yeah, I was super excited and I jumped at the opportunity to get to be a part of the union men mentorship program. So that's sign up for sessions. I would love to work with more people. So anything I can do to help the community, I'm always down. And it's, it's very easy, guys, if you want to do it. All you have to do is go to the landing page on the app or on the desktop and you just go to one-on-one -on -one coaching right here as we're showing. You click on that. 
Then you find uh, office hours uh, and you've got all the different people and y'all choose live right here. I see she's available today, right now. Uh, probably not right <laughs> now because she's doing the podcast. So, but, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll just say that this is, this is, this is a mentoring session right now. Uh, exactly. You click on that. You'll find out her bio. You'll find out like what she wants to provide during her, during her mentoring time. And then the time's available and you just press book now. And then you just have to confirm that you are Omar Zini. Uh, that's what you do. No, you don't confirm that you're Omar Zini. You just confirm who you are actually. And then you got your session. Um, and, and live, I think actually you worked with somebody in Northern California, which is kind of cool because like they're kind of going through the same youth experience as you. Yeah, it was awesome. I had a, a meeting this past week with a girl from uh, San Francisco and that's like obviously right in my backyard, right where I grew up. And she's playing for an ECNL team in a club that I used to play for when I was in high school. And so that was, that was funny. It was kind of full circle, but um, yeah, it was again, awesome to get to connect with her. And I think we both got a lot out of it because we had, yeah, some shared experiences and I kind of understood the landscape of what she was going through in terms of like just geographically, some of the schools that she was talking to because growing up as a goalkeeper in the Bay area, I also talked to some of those schools and um, yeah, she's going through the recruiting process, which is something I did not once, but twice with the transfer portal. So, you know, good, good stuff to get to relate to her on. So it was a, it was a great time. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I mean, you know, I, I do want to get into the topic, but Susk, I think it is really important that there are pro mentors in this program that are a little bit closer in age with a lot of these players. And what are you trying to say? Kind of, no, I don't mean <laughs> throwing shade over there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, as in the, is in the college recruiting processes, they're no, a little absolutely. bit more familiar with, with, with how it is today type of a thing. And then also not only that, but it's more of a peer to peer mentorship type of situation, as opposed to like a coach talking to you based on concept live can be like, Oh no, I actually went through this. No, absolutely. And the thing I love the most is that you're talking to somebody Well, you're in Hawaii right now, but you're talking to somebody in California and the reach can be global for people that need to, like you can be talking to somebody in France that wants to maybe look at Bay Area schools or loves racing Louisville or, you know, what have you. And that reach for your mentorship is what's so incredible about the union. When back in the day, you know, it was just the kids around your neighborhood or in the local clubs, wherever you were playing, that's as far as your reach went. And and now, you know, with this, you can you can reach the masses and it's it's amazing. So speaking of masses, let's let's get into the topic because I think a lot of the masses are going through this right now. Liv, I mean, as in college seasons are wrapping up, pro seasons are wrapping up, youth club seasons are wrapping up. This is the the wrap up time before the holiday season, basically in soccer. Yeah. So yeah. and wasn't signing day yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's uh -huh. all it's all kind of coming together. Um. So this is really cool, Liv. Um, first off is uh, you were able to share, you know, your individual development plan and you've got it basically from preseason all the way to now the postseason. Well, not postseason, but you know, you know what I mean? Like after the season's over, I don't know what that's called. I'm doing my flu game right now, by the way, guys, I've been, I was literally oh. sick in bed in bed all night last night. I literally was rolling around on the ground this morning. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this podcast. There's no way. And I just literally have put all my energy into doing the podcast. That's how much I care about you all and this topic. Um, killing right. it. I'm, lo <laughs> I'm loopy. Uh, so what are the benefits of exit interviews for stuff? Liv? I mean, it's just a great way to summarize. Obviously, like we talked about the pro season, especially it's just such a long season. And I mean, even college season by the end of it, by the time you get done, it just feels like 
you started ages ago. Um, so an exit interview can be a really great way to just kind of encapsulate everything that you went through, everything that you worked on. And um, the great thing about IDPs like this is that I have like just written out um, sort of mile markers for my progress over the course of the last nine months. And um, it makes it really easy to then go through and look at all those things and see where I've made improvements and where I still need to work. And um, the other thing with the exit interview is then now I can look at all these IDPs and look at my sort of final IDP and be like, okay, these are the things that I feel like I kind of have checked off my list. And then these are the things that I need to take into off season and really hone in on and develop uh, during the individual time that I can get during the off season. That is really, really valuable because you can't even always get that in season. You can really just lock in on your own needs and wants in terms of training. And, and, and by the way, you know, you know, and, and Suska, I want everyone out, out there who's, who's watching this to, to know this. When we're looking at these IDPs, and thanks, thanks, Liv, for being vulnerable and willing to, to share these numbers and everything like that. So this is the preseason right here. But we're, we're referring to this based on an NWSL level. This is not, this is not you know, um, oh, you look at this and go like, well, how's Liv playing in the NWSL? Like her distribution when she came in preseason was a two. Like, like no, this is like what is expected of you at that level. And I think that's really important lift for people to hear that because like yeah. the, le the, the expectations as you jump levels gets higher and higher. Right. Absolutely. And the funny thing about this page in particular too, is um, Sergio sent this to me to fill out before I even got to Louisville. And so I was sitting at TKI and I've never been in a NWS. I'd been in a couple of training sessions at OL rain back when I was in Seattle at UW, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I've trained with some NWSL goalkeepers here at TKI, but I'm like, I don't really know how I should rank myself in comparison to these other people. Right. I'm sitting next to Kaylin Sharon and she goes, I'll fill it out for you. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I didn't end up taking her up on that, but uh, it was, it, that was just a funny, funny little anecdote about this page. But yeah. Um, and I think um, it's funny because it definitely changed this page changed a lot over the course of the season for me, especially going into the last few months. And then even in my first meeting with Sergio that I had, he was like, I think you were maybe a little modest. And I definitely was because I was also nervous. I was like, I don't really know Sergio that well. I don't want to like hype myself up Put so much. A bunch and of then, fours on the, just a bunch of fours right, up there. Right. <laughs> sure. But I don't want to undersell myself. So I was like, yeah, I, there was a lot. This, this page took a lot longer than you might think just looking at how simple it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Sometimes. Any, th any thoughts? No, I, I mean it's it's hard to do that yourself. You know, I love yeah. that I love that Sheridan wanted to fill it out for you, um, <laughs> but it is hard. And and you have and even if you equate it to like college camp, like like when you ask kids to do it, their perception of themselves can just waver so much. You know, you have some kids that would come in with fours across the board, <laughs> like, you know, and you have to kind of be realistic and not be too humble at, at, as well. And it's, you know, coming in and seeing where you're at by your exit interview is, is huge. And it'd be funny, like if probably not you, but it'd be funny to put this, them, like if you put it side by side, I just think about camp when we ask kids to like, you know, rank themselves in certain things in camp, and then they we come back at the end of camp. You know, and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's usually not as high as they rank themselves, which is always really funny because their yeah. parents probably fill it out for them. 
but um, but it is a, a huge tool to have. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I think I think one of the things that uh that, that's that's really important about this too here, Liv, is the fact is that I guess they, these kind of progressed as we kind of like if we go into like this is now like in season, right? So now we're right. seeing like the scores are going up. So it's like you're telling yourself, oh, you know what? Based on the work that I've put in now, I feel like this is now a three, whereas mm -hmm. before it was a before it was a a, a two. Um, yeah. I think a lot of youth players out there need to do this more consistently because they're kind of just waffling around and just kind of like, I don't know. I think I'm getting better. But they don't really know. Yeah, for sure. I think regular self-evaluation is so, so important. Um, and I mean, again, shout out to Serge. Uh, he, he was really great about, you know, having us update these on a semi-regular basis. Like we met almost once a month, um, to go over these and, um, yeah, it just, it's very, very helpful, like I said, sort of to have mile markers um, in terms of your progress because it can sort of feel, it can feel really daunting when you're like, okay, I have all this time and all these things to work on mm -hmm. all the time. Um, so to kind of chunk it out and make it a little bit more manageable and a little bit more bite-sized. And then also to be able to go through and say, okay, yeah, this is where I felt like I was two, three months ago. I think this is the second one. This would be from like July. So we're going from like February to July. Like, okay, six months ago, five months ago, I was here, but I feel like I've made huge strides in this area. And um, now I can bump myself up a number and that's a good little pat on the back. And you got to do that every once in a while. Cause it's, we have a hard job and you don't get a lot of pats on the back all the time. So it's important to, you know, celebrate little victories like that. And I think that this is a, a great way to incorporate that into uh, your evaluation as well. No, absolutely. So, so, so question about this. So now, now I'm looking at this whole thing right here, the technical tactical, did you fill all this out as well too? Or, or was this the club that filled all this out? This was me filling all this out. So Sergio, like this was blank other than the, the bolded stuff on the left side of the columns, but then all the, all the right sides of the columns were, were blank and I had to fill all of that in. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I would think that that also, cause this, you're also talking about this, the pre, this, is the preseason one, and then you did it during season as, as well too. Like, is it more nerve wracking to do it in preseason when you're trying to make a roster than when you're already involved in the, in the process? I think it was more nerve wracking doing by far. My most nerve wracking one was the first one I ever did. Right. Um, in part because, you know, I haven't been in the environment. And I don't know, like, I didn't have as good of a grasp of how I was going to stack up. I didn't have as good of a grasp on what Sergio's uh, standards were going to be for things. And, you know, um, I think, and also too, just like kind of how he was, I'd known him very briefly. And so I was like, I don't know if he's going to be like real intense and really, uh, you know, hard on me or if he's going to be real easy go. Like, I don't know what the vibe is on that. So that was that first one was definitely by far the most stressful. But then, yeah, as you kind of get into a groove, as you kind of get into a rhythm, even over the course of like preseason, by the end of preseason, I felt a lot more comfortable and I felt like I had a lot better handle on, you know, where I was realistically in terms of my self-evaluation for these. And I think also, you know, again, at that point, you've been training with Sergio you know the players around you and there's also that communication within your training like Absolutely. you know it's not like okay here's my evalu self evaluation boom silence it's all right this is you know this is what you put down and you can you can see yourself getting better 
so you can, you know, you have more of a grasp on how to evaluate yourself per that coach or per what you're doing in training. Yeah, you're more absolutely. comfortable with it. Absolutely. Liv, I, Liv, I got a question because obviously this is, you know, this is pretty profound, but you're obviously talking about the professional level. So it's, it's the highest level here. Um, but let's say you're, you know, a, a 10 or 11 or 12 year old. How would you, I don't want to say dumb it down, but how would you simplify this process during the foundational phase for, for them to be able to do this too? I mean, I think that something I actually used to do um, with my coaches back in middle school, high school, uh, age was I would have semi-frequent conversations with them about, you know, what I need to work on, where, where are some areas that you see I can grow in? Um, and then, you know, kind of take notes on that, figure out, okay, I'm going to make a plan in terms of how I can improve on that. Say it was like, okay, we want your goal kicks to be better. I'm like, okay, sounds great. I'm going to take 10 goal kicks after every training or whatever, 20 goal kicks after every training. And I'm going to do that for a month and then I'm going to go back in and I'm going to check with my coach again and see how, how I'm doing on that. And that's like a way, way simplified, obviously version of it. But I think that, you know, um, obviously when you go through like, especially that second page, like that's very, <laughs> very, uh, in depth, but like something like this third page is, is very, very adjustable to different levels because no matter what level you're at, you're going to have areas of focus that you want to work on. You're going to have short-term goals and you're going to have long-term goals. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, like something like this, just super simple um, is something that can be applied again. Like my, my short-term goals and areas of focus are going to be a little bit more in depth than somebody playing at the club level, obviously. But like, I still think that that's very, very applicable um, to, to goalkeepers of any age players in any position of any age. And I think you brought up a good point. Like what I think with younger goalkeepers and stuff, especially with something like that is what are you doing outside of training to work on these things? Like you're like, okay, I'm going to stay after practice and work on my goal kicks every day. Um, you know, you have so many young players that, you know, they clock in and clock out when, when you have training and, and especially in club, how much goalkeeper training do you actually get when that happens? So how are you actually working specifically on this? And it's a really different thing for goalkeepers because there's, you do have to put a lot of private time in and um, whether that's with a private coach aside from that or on your own. And so it's a good gauge of, okay, this is the things you have to work on, but what can you do on your own or with a friend or with your parent or with a private coach to actually work on these away from what you're doing? It's not just going to happen. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like coach, and I can't I, understand why I still can't kick the ball. Well, how much have you, how much have you worked but, on it? By the way, I love I love the fact that the score the scoring system right here, it, how how it how it's set it's set up so that you kind of know what you're dealing with. Like so, uh, one is NWSL practice GK, two squad GK, third a starter, and fourth a top a top tier uh, NWSL uh, GK. So I mean. Again, that's a tough one to want to put any fours on there because you're kind of like, uh, like how are people going to look at me like that? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know, for but, sure. But 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 you do have some fours on there, and I think it's important that you you do share, you know, those types of because there's a lot of intangibles that you put some fours on here, like you know, strength, competitor, like those sorts of things. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, you better put you better put a four down for like competitor. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah. Like a one. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right okay. with it. Whatever happens, happens. No. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. 
sure. <laughs> and I think too, in terms of like some of those intangibles, um, like especially like the presence one that I have four four on the sheet is something that um, I definitely came into more over the course of the season and felt more and more confident about, and then ended up yeah feeling confident enough to put a four. Same with uh, strength. I think I've always been big in the weight room and that's always been one of my for lack of a better word like strengths is my like strength and power so like um you know once i got to that level and kind of became more familiar with like okay this is kind of the baseline this is where the majority of the girls are at this is what things are looking like then i felt more confident to be able to put put those fours down um yeah as as time went on so so you found a business center in Hawaii that's got a solid uh, a fitness uh, fit, fitness area too? Oh yeah, of course. It's got a great gym. <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh. Let's let's do this right here. I want to switch it up a little bit here, and I want to I want to start putting some of this uh, this training footage up here, um, because I think it's important for people to kind of see the pictures of what we're referring to in that environment that leads to kind of these IDPs. So, what's going on here first, and, and how does an activity like this? as you keep doing this throughout the season, improve those scores? Yeah, definitely. I mean, excuse me, frog in my throat. Um, this is just a super simple uh, distribution and handling warm-up that we went through. Um, I think Surge incorporated this one a little bit later in the season. Um, you know, just kind of switch it up as, as the 10 months, you know, sort of roll on. But, um, yeah, I mean, one of the nice things about um, – doing drills like this on a semi-regular basis is that it's easy to track your progress. Um, you know, like as, um, as the season went on and as we did this more and more, you know, I felt more confident in like my touch in this sort of circumstance and, um, yeah, just my movement through the different gates and like, um, yeah, again, I think that having some consistency within the training, uh, is really, really helpful in sort of marking your progress. See, I love what you just said right there because th that's the thing that I was thinking about, Susk, is that like a lot of youth coaches out there, they, they're they like, well, they're like, I got to do that. They're always trying to do things or whatever, but it's very difficult, especially for young players, 9, 10, 11, 12, to get into a rhythm if they are if they don't have some sort of a routine where you can actually track and see how things are, how, how things are progressing. If you're always changing it up every session. Well, we talk about that all the time. Like as a youth coach out there, like who are you coaching for? Are you coaching for the parents to see that the kid's sweating their butt off and and flew all over and jumped over hurdles and crawled under things and did that and really didn't progress as a goalkeeper? They just got a hard training session in? Or are you actually doing stuff to progress to to help elevate their their skills? Goalkeeping is repetitive. And it's seeing things over and over again, working on your touch over again, working on your movement, working on your balance. Work on, it's repetitive, repetitive. It's not all, you know, back in the day, flying over five people to the upper 90 for that photograph for like, you know, a camp. It's not, you know, it, that's not goalkeeper training. And, you know, doing this stuff will help you gauge, are you getting better at your touch? at your movement, at your handling, holding on to the ball and everything. You can't just change things up. I think you have to have kind of a progression every session that works on kind of every little thing to get into whatever session you're doing. Yeah. So somebody giving an order? I feel like there's like a, like a, food, like a food order going on right there. They're ordering uh, a Mai Tai. Oh, that's hilarious. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Liv is literally at a resort. <laughs> no, there's like a shipping center in the in the business center. I think people are like mailing packages out. Um, sorry, sorry about that, everyone. You're getting a little background, no, no, that, background noise. No, but um, yeah, no, I love though what you said, uh, Saskia, because like one of the big things I think or common misconceptions about like once you get up to the pro level is that you're going to be doing like all these crazy drills and everything's going to be so advanced and like every single level that you climb like from club to college like you're doing the same sorts of things the difference is the pace and the speed of service and the like consistency and how clean you can be so like even going back into the uh i almost called gap plan like an idp um obviously mine is going to be more in depth but i'm all like the categories on there are not like rocket science like they're the categories are all applicable i might be going into more detail than like a club player would be but it's still going to be all applicable at every level no and i love what you said because it's so true as you progress and it, it should be like this in the beginning as well but you you find that you get to the point where you're doing okay you're doing like five reps they all have to be clean or set or 10, like you're not doing go, 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 like a hundred, like for me with my, with my keepers, I always was like, this is how many reps you're doing, you know? So, you know, in your head, but I want to, I want you to focus on everything, whether it's balance, handling, catch the ball, you know, how I feel about that, Mike and everything, yeah. you know, it's not just go and go and go until you're going to throw up. It's actually, let's get something ser- like, let's focus out of this. And I mean, how often are you that tired in the goal in a game? <laughs> like, you know, there's yeah. a time and a place for pressure training and for all of that. But like, honestly, when you're working on advancing your skills, your touch, your everything, like it's got to be, you know, within a certain bubble. You, you know, that's interesting that you said that, Susk, because, uh, you know, um, it's just making kind of me reflect like sometimes when I get a young goalkeeper from a different environment and I'll be like, all right, d- all right, do you need to do you take a break? And they'll be like, no, I'm good. And it's like, <laughs> are, are, are you sure? I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, it's not a sign of weakness to like have to have to recover. And I try to explain to these young goalkeepers that I'm like, you're not sprinting around the field the whole time. Like it's it's no, I think the other thing sometimes is it's okay to step back. Like I used to watch my keepers, I won't at UCLA, I won't call them by name, but I used to watch my keepers and be like, I think take a break, like step out. And it wasn't physical, it was mental you've made this you you left let up a weak goal and now you're so frustrated you're letting up two more weak goals walk away from this for a second you know be able to show me that you can regroup and and come back and it's the same to me that's a mental state within a game you let you let up a weak goal are you so frustrated and and set on that weak goal that you're going to keep letting making mistakes or can you regroup yourself if i give you a moment and then come back stronger you know, yeah. Is somebody in my house? I mean, we got we got sh- we got ship we got shipping containers being packaged. We got we've got people ordering mai tais. We got dolphins <laughs> floating in the background. I wish we were ordering we, mai tais right now. We, uh, we got we got people giving lunch orders at Cecilia's house, like <laughs> all sorts of stuff. We got the Santa Ana winds. I'm sick. It's quite a podcast. That's actually um, true because we had an alert that they might have to cut the power tonight. Ooh, what? Yeah, because because um, DWP sent out for San Fernando Valley for like Malibu for our area and stuff. I'm not in Malibu, I'm in Woodland Hills, but um, that because the power lines, because the winds are going to be so bad that they might have to cut power so they don't start a fire. 
Wow. Welcome to California. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, moving forward, um, if you're if you're going to be out there uh, on those fields, uh, guys, and you want to use the template like this, uh, live like like Lesuska was saying, it's like you know these things don't change as you were saying, you know, by different levels. It's just that you just get a little bit more precise. And you get a little bit more profound on on what 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 this encompasses. But you could use this template with a nine year old if you want. Yeah, absolutely. You could. I mean, yeah, handling distribution cross. Like these are just things that happen in the game. Sorry, there's people coming in and out. It's a little crazy over here. But yeah, no, this is this is uh, this page in particular, and like the last page. Like it's very very widely applicable. You can you can really yeah scale it up, scale it down, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like maybe maybe not this page right here, which is very. It, it, it's, it's a little. Very, it's a little daunting. A little overwhelming. It's a little daunting. But this, you could do this with a kid. You could do this with a kid, no problem. You could do. This I think you should do this with a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you should get it in their language too, right? So it's not like coach talk, but it's like you tell me your short-term goals. You tell me your long-term goals. Your areas yeah. of focus. See, because Liv, I think honestly, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to have a player on, you know, while we do part one of this before we get the coach's perspective, is because I think a lot of times, especially at coaching at the youth level, is players start trying to give us what they think we want to hear or they try to say it in our language. And I'm like, so is that really your short-term goal? Or you just think that's what I think your short-term goal should be. Or is that what AI wrote for you? <laughs> Chat GPT. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> don't tell me they're that. doing, don't tell me they're doing that now. Oh no. Chat GPT. Uh, IDP is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please do. Please do not do the AI. With uh, with your, with uh, with with your with with your uh, with your training. Um, so we're going back into these movements and everything like that here. So, um, I noticed that this environment it's 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 very simple. It's very clean. Sergio's environment and everything. Um, is that is that intentional so that like you have a good like foundation to understand like okay, we did this. We do this on Tuesdays. Next week on Tuesdays we're doing this again. Now, the following we were doing that on Tuesday, so I can every day journal and say, this got better, this still needs work, yada, yada. Yeah, absolutely. There was always a very clear progression um, in terms of training throughout the week. Uh, and like, I'm very organizationally oriented, which is a nice way of saying that I'm a little bit OCD about my training and my notes and stuff. But um, uh, so I always really appreciated that. But um yeah, like this session in particular, I'm pretty sure this was a match day plus one session. So this was Katie wasn't there. This was uh, Jordan, Hillary and I. And those sessions are always going to be um, either if one of us has something in particular that we've been struggling with and we want to work with work on, we can come him, we can work on that. Or just generally speaking, there are a lot of handling, a lot of just simple movements, just kind of getting our feet moving, getting our hands go hands going um, and just getting some reps to finish out the week before an off day. Um, but then for the broader like week calendar, it was typically, yeah, like a re-entry day after an off day. Again, a lot of handling, a lot of moving. And then we would do sort of mid-range, close range, and then crossing the day before a game, and then obviously into game day. Um, so I definitely, I have a whole thing on my phone of notes from uh, training every day. He would send us this footage, uh, if not every day, like at least once a week. And I would just go through and sit through all my sessions and um, yeah, take notes and put time codes down of things that I wanted to either watch with him and kind of discuss 
or yeah, things that were going well, things that weren't going well. So then that's another, that made like updating my IDPs then really, really easy because then I had all these notes. I'm like, okay, these are things that I feel like I can check off the list. I feel like I'm doing really well. These are things that I feel like I need to add for this go around or things that I need to broaden and um, things like that. So I, so I love what you're saying right there, Liv, because like this us, because as we say, it's like the video doesn't lie. So like you can't just make it up. It's like, oh, I think I think my crossings, I think it, it's getting a lot better right now because like you're literally seeing it and you're like, OK, well, I can see not saying you're yeah. crossing live, but I'm oh, but no, just yeah. using that using that as an example <laughs> for sure. Kind of yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why video is huge. And, it, you know, just to be able to self-coach. To be able to also and self evaluate, but also to like if you don't understand what, let's say, hypothetically, Sergio was saying or Mike was saying to you as a young player or something like you can go back and look at it and see it. OK, well, I think my handling's really good. And then you can go back and see, well, OK, this is what Sergio's talking. I'm not saying you're handling your handling's fine. I'm not saying that. It's just an <laughs> example. Just an example. It's her crossing. It's her handling. Her distribution. <laughs> it's all. Example. Yeah. yeah update my IDP. <laughs> but as a goalkeeper, one of the biggest things is to learn to self-coach. Is to learn to understand. All right. I felt that my balance was off. I felt that I wasn't, you know, handling the ball right, and understanding why. And as you get older, as a goalkeeper, to be able to do that um, is huge. And video is is that same as evaluations it's huge so i want to i want to kind of talk a little about the, the exit interviews now so like well, obviously we've been talking a lot about the idps and and the progression throughout the season and everything is it so much easier for you now to like have a solid understanding of like what the process was throughout the entire season when you have these idps you know, periodically, um, as opposed to just kind of like at the end of the season, I know a lot of young coaches will just do that. They'll just give, they'll just give a review to a goalkeeper. And it's like, they all have to kind of think back to like, Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, I'm a very visual person. So like having all the film, having all the IDPs is super, super helpful for me. And yeah, I like, like we were talking about, or like we've said a few times, like the season's just so long that like to be able to catalog and categorize 10 months of sessions and 10 months of data at the end of the year without having any sort of synopses over the, that period of time is really, really difficult. And so um, like, yeah, even, even doing that at the end of a college season, which I've had to do, I had to do a couple of times was really tough. And yeah, you just forget things or you lose track of things and then you go to the off season and you're like, oh, I should be, I should have been working on this. And um, yeah, so having these IDPs um, as yeah, sort of those mile markers and sort of those, um, like little synopses of each month of training made the exit interview super, super seamless. And again, like we could go through and say, okay, these are things that at the beginning of the year were an issue. And now I feel like we've crossed them off and we can focus on other things for the off season. Yeah. You know, and I, I was going to say, you know, I think one of the things Susk, it's obviously very difficult when we're talking about NWSL and, and exit interviews is that, you know, there is no reserve team a, a lot of the time. So, you know, you're basing everything based on the training and, and, and the growth during training. There's no matches really that you can evaluate people except for a handful of people that get, get playing time. No, absolutely. Or in scrimmages within your own team and, you know, um, and everything. So it is hard and training is, is huge. And seeing your progression in training is huge because it is hard to say if you're not a starter, it's hard to say, okay, 
well, now your organ, your how's your organization in practice? <laughs> like you're, you know, how are you dealing with this? And that game scenario is kind of on the shelf in a sense, you know, other than, like I said, scrimmages, off season scrimmages, but a lot of the teams, like even that, like I know with, you know, Angel City, like, you know, we'll train against, you know, other teams, local teams and stuff like that. And you will get the time in, but it's still never the same. It's still, it's not the same as being in front of 23,000 people, you know, in a stadium in, in, in the NWSL. So it is based on training. So is it, you know, Liv, um, you know, in, in regards to that, like in regards to based on training and everything, obviously that's a, that's a huge difference from when you were, you know, at Washington as the number one um, and, and getting all the match action. So did you have to start finding, you know, and I think this is important for, for young college players out there listening more so than youth players who hopefully will be getting, getting playing time, but obviously a lot in college, a lot of players are not, not getting playing time um, to kind of find a different way to process and identify your strengths and weaknesses because you're not, you're not getting those games to do it from. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a different mindset that you have to get into and you have to take what you can get in terms of, um, yeah, like in we we played eleven v eleven usually about once a week in training, and again, obviously, like Suske is saying, like it's not even close to the real thing. It's a very different environment, but um, yeah, I mean, you got to take what you can get, and that was those games were a good way for me to kind of track my progress and still, um, yeah, kind of get my head back in it because there are times where you're like, okay, I haven't stepped on an actual game field or I haven't played in an eleven v eleven game in months it feels like so it's a good way to uh you know feel like okay what i'm doing in training is still applicable what i'm doing in training i'm still getting uh like i'm getting better and it's it's showing in these games yeah you you know um i I think uh by the way my my favorite thing is it's like as people are walking by in the background now i understand why it's blurred and everything like that because it's like oh no dude we don't have the nil rights for for the person in the background right there so yeah right exactly (laughs) it's a legal issue yeah, exactly. That's absolutely what it is. Um, no, but I think uh, I think with what you're saying right there, it's like it's like it's it's really hard because you're like, well, I would have done that in a game, but I didn't do that in the scrimmage because we had just trained for three hours and blah 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 or whatever. Like, so it's, I mean, obviously, you know, you had a lot of experience where you weren't getting matches. And you were, <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just, you know, it's, He's had a lot of experience as the number two. But, but what I'm saying is, but what, I what I'm saying it. is no, but, the, but, but it is, it is like, okay, how do you, how do you be like, well, you know, if I hadn't just trained for three hours, you know, that probably would have been a little cleaner here. So I can't really, I can't really say that that's how I would have, you know, done it in a match um, because there's other variables here. I don't know. Okay. I don't think I, right. I. I don't think I ever looked at it that way. I, I think. Fine. I give myself excuses. Whatever. I think st- you, you guys don't. You guys have fours strong, on competitors. So finish as strong as you start, Mike. Finish as strong <laughs> as you start. Act as if. I mean, the bottom line is that you know, your last. Even if it's a, a drill, your last rep you want as strong as your first rep. Absolutely. Um. So, Liv. So, question for you. So, what did you want to? You know, and, and and obviously it's probably different when you are leaving college versus, you know, leaving your first pro season. So let's kind of like kind of like, you know, kind of like compare and contrast those. Like what what did you want to get out of your exit interview when you were leaving Washington? And what did you want to get out of your exit interview when you're leaving Louisville for the season? Um, I mean, 
obviously leaving college, looking to the future, to trying to get to the professional game. Um, a lot of my exit interview in college was less, less review and a lot more just like, okay, what are next steps? Um, and sort of part of that was with an eye to, you know, what talking to my goalkeeper coach and my other coaches about, you know, okay, what do you see as my greatest deficiencies that I need to improve upon in order to get to that next level? Um, and I mean, I think it's a similar, it's a different set of circumstances, but it's a similar, it's a similar approach with this XN interview because obviously, right, like I'm, I was on the bench this year and that was, that was great. It was a great rookie year, but now we're looking forward to, you know, how do I make an impact? How do I push to get on the field, get game time? Um, ultimately, I mean, you can see it in my long-term goals. Like I want to be a starter in this league. So mm -hmm. going forward, what are, um, what are the things now that I have a year of experience as an NWSL goalkeeper under my belt, being on the team, being in the environment, what are the things that I need to improve upon to make that next jump? Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think that's a really great point right there. And, yeah. And, and with, you know, with pro, I mean, you never know, you know, bottom line, like, absolutely. let's take, let's take Angel City right now. You know, Dan just, Dan left new goal, you know, new goalkeeper coach comes in, Becky gets the, Becky has this, you know, head coaching job and stuff is Didi's spot secure over Angelina. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. And so you've got to prep all season as if, you know, number one, look at New York and how many goalkeepers they went through. Okay. And they're in the championship. And so, you know, so you have to be prepared for it. You don't know. Next thing you might get a call and you might, you know, honestly, you could be on um, Bay Area. Just saying. Like, oh, yeah, saying. absolutely. You never know. Well, I mean, the way just I manifesting always, that out there, Susk. Right. I'm the way that, it out there. I have my <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, even the way that I got my contract is a testament to like, you got to just always be ready. Like they told me at the end of preseason that they're just, you know, they loved me. There wasn't a spot though, just with the way the roster works out. And then suddenly, you know, they release a girl and somebody gets injured and surprise, you're, you're in. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really important to yeah stay focused, be ready so that, you never, yeah, like you never know when that opportunity is going to be there. So I just, yeah, coming out of this season and going into the off season, I'm trying to do everything that I can do to make sure that I'm ready whenever and wherever that opportunity comes. So, yeah. And I think, I think, you know, uh, you know, Liv, you brought up a really good point because if we're trying to circle it back to like, like youth players and everything like that, is that like a lot of their inter exit interviews from like their senior year, you know, their U19 team, ECNL team, that sort of thing, you know, that, that, that's going to be basically look, I, if I'm a coach, I'm like, this is what's going to get you ready for the next level. This is what I want you to focus on getting ready to go to college in the fall, that sort of, that sort of thing, as opposed to like, this was, you know, what, this is what I expect from you so that we bet do better next year type of thing. Like it's, it's not results oriented. It's more personal growth development oriented. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It is for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was a rhetorical question. So it might've been, I didn't understand still, it. I'm still in my flu. <laughs> I'm still in my flu game. And by the way, <laughs> yeah. it was funny when you brought up Gotham and all the different goalkeepers because, um, Brody Sam's over at Gotham. He's like, he's like, Oh man. He's like, so sorry, man. He's like, I, I know. He's like, I know we want, I want to do some stuff with the union. I apologize. I, I've, I've been able to get to it yet. I'm like, you've been a little busy. 
You've been a little busy. Poor guy. Yeah. A little, little busy. You're going to the championship match. Like, really? Yeah. Um, um, all right, let's, uh, let's start, start wrapping this all, all, all this stuff up, up right here. Um, Liv, uh, what, what's kind of your advice for, for a young player kind of going through their first exit interview? Like how should they, they take it? Because I think, I think one of the problems with younger goalkeepers is they, they get a little defensive because they've never been, they've never been for lack of a better term, given that opportunity to be constructively critiqued. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an uncomfortable environment for sure when you're going through uh you know all of your footage or all of your all of your stuff from the season and you know you're poking and prodding it and trying to find things that you did wrong <laughs> like you can frame it as things that you did wrong or things that you can improve on um but i think that one of the most important parts about growth just i mean in in general but in in our position in particular is just like embracing being uncomfortable because you're you're going to stay stagnant. You're not going to grow if you don't push yourself outside of that comfort zone. And so be, be really, really honest with yourself in terms of your self-evaluation and then be as open as you possibly can to, to that feedback because it's only going to help you. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I think just, yeah, embrace, embrace the uncomfortability of it and you're going to thank yourself for that in the long run. Yeah. 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 So it's getting any, 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 well, other thoughts I mean, just remember, nobody's got fours across the board and that's the bottom line. Um, I don't care who you are. <laughs> so, no, nobody, nobody will ever have fours across the board. And if you think you do, you you're hitting a wall because there's always room for improvement somewhere in your game. And, and, and as long as you are open-minded and open to that, um, you'll move forward, but you're never going to be a four across the board. I think that's the fun part of it, honestly. It is. You were across the board. There's nothing to improve on. And, like, there's no better feeling than when you've been working and working and working at something and then you finally get it. Like, that's the best. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, you know, and I was I was just going to say, you know, one of the things, too, is that is to find people that you trust who are going to be honest with you uh, in this process. I mean, like, you know, we were joking about no one's ever going to have fours on the board and how, like, Caitlin shared and it's like, oh, I'll fill it out for you type of a thing like go fill out mine see what caitlin put, uh, caitlin put down <laughs> i i really wish i'm gonna have i'm gonna talk to her about it when i see her next and they're like what were you gonna put yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually maybe i don't want to know <laughs> yeah that's why i say young kids don't have your parents fill it out no no because yep. <laughs> no, they're, they're gonna they're, the <laughs> they're, they're gonna be there or or twos across the board if you got some parent uh, type of parents yeah, you know so you, you never know, but I think, I think that is thing too. And I think, I think one of the problems, especially live, like when you're in an environment, like let's say you're a college environment, like you're the number one and you have a, a red shirt freshman and you go, Hey, what are your thoughts on my crossing? Like, they're not going to be honest with you because they're they're They don't, they don't want to come across as rude or, or whatever. They're, they're just insecure in their position type of thing. So like maybe finding an outside source that's not involved in your team, is the way to go. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud right here. I don't know. I think that you have to make the environment so that your freshman or your player feels comfortable that they can say whatever they want to you. You know, hey, coach, I really think I'm struggling with my goal kicks or I really think I'm struggling with um, my first touch on pass backs or, you know, with corner kicks and my positioning and getting caught up on the run to the near post. Like you have to create as a coach an environment that somebody doesn't feel that they might be punished because they, they say that they're struggling with something. Absolutely. And I think that one of the great things about my environment at Washington, like my goalkeeping core at Washington and at racing is that both have 
been, both were always so, so collaborative. Like, especially at racing now, like we have a very diverse, like all four of us have very different strengths and weaknesses. So we all are able to like coach each other and help each other out. And even like Jordan Bloomer was such a great resource for me this year, because obviously it was super unfortunate that she got hurt, but she was there out at every training watching. Mm -hmm. And she was able to give feedback that even like Sergio maybe didn't see things because he was serving in the middle of the drill and she's standing there behind the goal. And she would pull like, I would ask her questions or she would pull me aside and be like, Hey, I think this is this. And we would have really, really constructive conversations about things. And I think that that, that just contributes to the entire environment and makes it just so, so great to um, yeah. Have information coming from so many different sources and different perspectives too. Right. So. I mean, and that is, that is important as we start wrapping this up is that you get different perspective. It's not the same voice over and over and over again. And that that's why I, I stress, you know, that to get when you're, when you're going through these, this whole process and, and, and doing your individual analysis and everything like that is get, is get different opinions from different people so that you don't just go with one person. And then you think that that's just the gospel type of thing. Um, yeah. everyone's going to see something differently. Um, well, Liv, I appreciate you taking the time in Hawaii uh, right now uh, in this uh, in this in this busy busy business office. Uh, what time yeah. is it there? It's uh, almost eleven a.m. It's okay. two hours behind California. Okay. Yeah, I know my super my super busy day. While my boyfriend's at work all day, actually, like I know making me feel like a bum right now. But no, 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 no. I'm that's what we talked. That's what I talked about. I know Get rest and recovery. Get out yeah. Is he is he a soccer guy at all? No, not really. He was an athlete. He was a, he was a water polo player and a rower in college. So he's, nice. he's an athlete, but he's, he's very much a water sport athlete and I'm the land sport. athlete. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we've gone on a couple of runs and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a, such a good swimmer, honey. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just don't go on a swim then. <laughs> oh no. We've gone, we've gone for a couple of swims and he's kicked my butt. So, uh, it evens out for sure, but, uh, That's funny. yeah, it's great. Uh, oh, oh, so great. Oh my gosh. But thank well, you guys well, for having me on. It's great. Absolutely. As always. It's great seeing you, Liv. Yeah. You guys oh, for too. Sure, for sure. Liv, uh, if people want to connect with you on the union, what's your, what's your handle? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's live underscore Sakani. That's my handle across like pretty much everything. So yeah, reach out, book sessions. I'm around. Can't wait to can't wait to talk to you. So awesome. I can't I, I can't. I mean, this, what a perfect time for you to be able to do sessions when your boyfriend's at work. Perfect, you're just right? do some mentor sessions exactly. in the business office. It's perfect. Exactly. I'll be here. Hopefully, it won't be as loud. I'll find somewhere not as loud to do the sessions. <laughs> so. And obviously, guys, you can reach out to uh, to Suskia Weber at Suskia. By the way, shout out to everybody who went to the, the the first parents town hall last week. Shout out to Angie Bryan for putting that together in the in the parents group. If you guys are not familiar, there's a an exclusive private parents group for goalkeeper parents. Uh, it is not for goalkeeper uh, parents to learn X's and O's about goalkeeping. It's about to learn how to parent goalkeepers, which I think is extremely important. Um, that's a skill in itself. It's a different animal, and uh, and Susk actually joined us for that parents uh, that parents town hall last week, and there were a lot of questions, weren't there, Susk? There were a lot of questions, and I don't have a kid, and I was answering them, so it's great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe they'll catch on that I don't have a kid, but I've coached enough of them, so I knew. <laughs> oh, and I have gosh. parents, so I have parents, and they're forever goalkeeper parents, even <laughs> at my age now, they still are goalkeeper parents. So. <laughs> Liv, are your parents still goalkeeper parents? They absolutely are and always will be. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. All right, guys. And you can obviously reach out to us, contact at inside the 18 media.com or at goalkeeper podcast on the union for a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion. Shout out to everybody who reached out about asking about exit interviews and IDPs during this time of year. Uh, we're actually doing a two parter. First part is with Liv uh, today from the player's perspective. Next week, we're going to have Sergio. Uh, there you go. Would you would you call him your boss? Like, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I guess my boss. I don't know. <laughs> your boss. Uh, uh next next week from the coaching perspective. Uh all right, guys. That's all the time on Inside the 18. And we are out. All right, guys. Later, See ya. Bye.